It's Sean and Kevin's Infinite Movie Crisis. Roll the dice. Accept your movie fate. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome Smooth to Sean, Sean and Kevin's, Kevin's Infinite Inf- movie, movie Crisis. crisis. I want you to. We'll fix it. We'll, fi- we'll fix it in post. We'll fix. We'll fix it very much in post. Uh, we want you to curl up right now. Get yourself a nice hot beverage of some uh, hot tamales and uh, you, listen to our. You podcast. mean wait? A hot tamale? A hot tamale. Did you mean a hot toddy? I did mean a hot toddy. <laughs> 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 I've, been, I've been drinking, folks. I've been drinking. <laughs> then uh, I'm off the wagon again. Uh, here we are. Thank you for joining, tuning back in for this week's episode. Uh, and that's the episode. We're done. We'll see that, you next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. This week, uh, we just, we uh, Kevin rolled a four again yep. uh, last time. I, I've rolled three, four, three out of like seven rolls have been fours. It's it's just, it's just it's it's cool. It's how stats work, bro. And this week we got the biggest financial hit of a movie we've covered so far. I think that's true. Yeah, I would say so. Um, we are talking David Ayer's Suicide Squad. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Yep. That's that's what we watched. I mean, I, I uh, I'll just put it out there. I had more fun with this than Bullet to the Head. I'm also there with you. That I, this is not the worst movie we have watched. Uh, agreed. It's not the worst for sure. Uh, it, listen, it was a very different time when I originally. This is only my second time watching it from. Same. I have seen it twice now. This is the second time I've ever seen it. I went on a date to see it in 2016, and then we never spoke again after we're, that date. I was gonna say, well, like, well, it sounded like you were a high schooler just because that's who this movie's for. It, it really this yeah this film is truly the hot topic but like kids that aren't goth but want to dress goth you know yep. like the ones who are like really aren't but they're, they're like ooh that's cute mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep. oh i know that, that I level fucking that know. Is, it, i know it really is uh of a movie yeah i went on a date to this thing and they really just like it i remember the thing is this was the probably the most no it wasn't the most hype dceu film but it was probably the most like this will be the good one at the time. Well, this I, I remember the context of this. I remember so this came out after Batman v Superman, right? Like the same year, right? Yeah, Batman v Superman came out in March. This came out in August. Wasn't there like a, a trailer that got leaked like earlier that year? No, they put I feel out, like I remember a trailer getting leaked. Maybe I, I, it's hard to remember. I didn't find anything in my research for, for uh, leading up to this. I mean, the problem is the trailer for it was immensely popular, incredibly popular trailer. Right? Was that was it? The, uh, was the did the trailer use uh, Queen? Did it? Yes, it used Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody, and it was yep. it, it was at the time the most highest viewed trailer of all time. Jesus Christ! Was it really? Yeah, it was. It, it had a gross I think uh, two hundred million views, which now most trailer like big movie trailers get that. But at the time, it was well, yeah. a big deal. And I, it, I I remember you and I seeing this and being like, that movie's probably not going to be great. <laughs> No, no, it had all the tricks and like telltale things you learn of like just put a hot song in there and hot people and people are gonna go watch this, and they did. Yep. They really did. That's what happened. They really and it, they Warner Brothers succeeded in making some money. Yeah, like this for the longest time. How funny is it that we live in the in the timeline where this is? I think the number two grossing DCEU movie and number one is fucking Aquaman. <laughs> this is the number three grossing because Wonder Woman made a little more than this. The first one. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, number one is still Aquaman. <laughs> Which is so funny. That was an entourage joke. That was an entourage joke. And quite frankly, I still would rather watch the entourage version of that movie. <laughs> the one directed by James Cameron. Ja- directed by James Cameron starring Vinny Chase, baby. <laughs> 
and the boys. Boys are always back, Kevin. <laughs> oh, uh, for the record, have to... I've never watched any Entourage. Well, ever. we have to put the Entourage movie onto the list at some point. All right. Well, yes. All right. We'll discuss it. We will because discuss it. I yes, honestly don't. Absolutely. Sometimes the movies attend to me, and sometimes it's not right one. Is it a quantum movie where it's in one state? I'll tell you other? what. If, we're, if a die ever lands on like its side where no numbers facing up, that's when we mm-hmm. watch the Entourage movie. <laughs> Like if the die falls off into the trash and then the trash uh, uh, catches on fire immediately afterwards. Okay, so we should mention this was the third film in the DCEU, the official like we're gonna try and catch Marvel and have a bunch of interactive movies. First was Man of Steel uh, in 2013, then Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice in early 2016, then Suicide Squad. Yeah, uh, didn't didn't BVS come out in like March? March 25th. Okay. Because yeah. it was originally scheduled to come out the same day as as uh, Captain America Civil War. I, I I do remember that. And I also remember uh we we saw that film together. We did see uh, that film together. In in uh uh in college. And we'll, and, and well one day we'll probably do a commentary of it. Yeah, because I, I distinctly remember you uh I, I, I believe the term we used was uh you got hot. Got hot in I the was, car. I was afterwards. quite hot. So people if you, if you first listen to this, I'm a huge DC Comics and Batman fan in general. And I didn't just, I did not care for the film. <laughs> oh, 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 is that what, is that what you, that's your I, opinion? My, my, my hotness has cooled considerably in the five years since that movie's been released. Nah, bro, that movie sucks, bro. It does suck, but I'm not as hot about it, is the point. Yeah, because like, it just doesn't matter at all. It really doesn't. You, that was the you realize, none of this shit fucking matters. We're all going to die. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, embrace nihilism, baby. Let's do it. Yeah, but that movie, it was very split down the middle with... 75% of people agreed it was terrible. And there's a loyal 25% that think Batman vs. Superman's a masterpiece. It's a very weird, very vocal minority. And they're the ones who got the Snyder Cut to be made. And they're the ones who literally willed the Snyder Cut into existence. So, in a, in a weird way, good for them. I would never go as far as to say good for them. I would never no, do No, good that. for them. Good for them because they got the thing they wanted, I guess. I, I know, but like we all have to suffer. Th- you and I have specifically have to suffer through it now. Listen, Kevin, I'm aware of the scenario we're in, okay? I'm trying to be optimistic. I, you're, you're, you're aware of the deep shit we're in? I'm, I'm agreeing to the blood pact we wrote, okay? I still have it, all right? But basically, Warner Brothers realized, oh, hey, there's a lot of money to be made in the connected universe. Added every studio, but they started seeing the profits. Marvel started pulling in, and then they saw how much Guardians of the Galaxy made. Guardians of the Galaxy, people remember, don't remember, in 2014, was an incredibly obscure comic book. It starred a fucking, the fifth lead on Parks and Rec, a talking raccoon, and John C. Riley. That's, and that movie made an ass load of money, and it's one of the, probably the most beloved sci-fi action films of all time at this point. You and I, you and I have talked about the MCU. We talked a lot of things. It is of my opinion that Guardians of the Galaxy is the best MCU movie. Um, it, like it's, it, you know, you and I are at the same page. It like it's one A one B with uh, Infinity War. You would have it flipped. Um, but yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is one of the greatest movies ever. I love that movie. I think everyone can have a great time with it. And you're right because I, I really, wa- I'm glad you brought this up. I won't get into specifics right now, but as we go along, this movie, in post-production, wanted to be Guardians of the Galaxy so fucking bad. So the original planning of this film is they were like they were looking at more of their obscure characters, too, to try and make something out of it. And they found a more obscure uh, group title thing they could put together called Suicide Squad. Originally started in the 80s by John Ostrander. It's a, it's a, honestly, it's a perfect concept for a comic book and honestly for a movie. Uh, if you take all the bad villains who've been beaten by the good guys and force them to work for the government to fight for their lives and some of them die in horrific fashions. Great comic, great concept. It's there. Sure. It's there. But then they hired, they did some hirings of making uh, this movie. Such as? Such as? So, number one, they started off with David I- I- Ayer 
a sometimes really good. He's the I don't know. It depends, I guess, what type he of is, he is. He's a coin toss. It's either great or, be- or terrible. Great or terrible. And we happen to land on terrible for this one. Uh, but <laughs> but then they started reaching out in mass to get big big stars to play these roles. Uh, the initial four they quartet they were they were carding. Uh, they were going after Will Smith, Margot Robbie, Tom Hardy, and Ryan Gosling. Who was Ryan? Go- was Ryan Sp- was he supposed to be Rick Flag? Ryan Gosling was going to play the Joker. Wait, what? I don't yes. remember that at all. Yes, exactly. I know. And uh, Tom Hardy was going to be Rick Flag. Okay, Instead all right. Just bringing him back as Bane, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> which is what I would have done. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hardy had to turn it down because of uh, he was filming something else at the time. And then Ryan Gosling turned it down because he didn't want to do all the didn't want to have to commit to a bunch of other movies afterwards. Mm-hmm. So then they 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 went with discount 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 uh, <laughs> discount discount. Tom Hardy in uh, Joel the, Kinnaman. The, the Sam Neil to Harrison Ford. <laughs> He's a little less than a Sam Neil, in my opinion, of Joel Kinnaman. And I like Joel Kinnaman for the record. Oh, yeah. But he, I wouldn't give him a Sam Neil. He's like a... <laughs> He's like a... Fuck, I don't even know. I don't know I don't know who the third Harrison Ford in line is. Well, no, for me, uh, Sam Neill is the third Harrison Ford oh, in line. Who's two, the second two. one is Dennis Quaid. I think I'd flip those two. I think Sam Neill's Okay, so so he's the Dennis Quaid. He's the Dennis Quaid of the Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford chain, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. I, I, I'm fine with that. And Jared Leto is not on the branch of Ryan Gosling's. He's his own enigma of douchiness. <laughs> how I would describe him. He, he, but, is, he, is, he is such a douche. <laughs> but at the time, he was very hot, a hot property because he just won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Dallas yeah, Buyers Club. Commodity. Yep. And, uh, you know, regardless of the politics of the situation, I think most can agree he was very good in that film. I think that's a fair statement. And so there was a lot of hype for this. Like, oh, there's some big actors taking on a interesting comic book char- characters. Uh, uh, the only person of our friend group who, like, saw the news that Jared Leto was going to be the Joker and told me that this was going to be bad was Duncan. I have to give Duncan total credit. Yeah, Duncan, Duncan gets an, a gold star for this. He so, called it. He, he called he, it. He, he, really, he really did. Because this I is the worst even, Joker. I was ever. giving him the benefit of the doubt even after we saw the, the pictures of him as Joker. The film gets made. It's in it's in post production. Batman vs Superman's released. Yep. And there's a big splintered faction, as I mentioned earlier. Because it was it was too dark, right? That it's was the too complaint. dark, prudding. It's not fun. So the studio demands some reshoots, which is normal on these things, actually. And then, but then the editors take over. And it becomes a hodgepodge mess. But the the lead up and anticipation, the advertising, make this a big hit. Yep, absolutely. And, and it's great marketing, fantastic marketing, and just enough like fake goth teens liked it that I think that's why it had legs. And it came out in the summer, right? It was, it the summer, out, it was, it was August, it was right? Beginning, yeah, a big August release. Literally, they copied Guardians of the Galaxy into the to a T because it came out the same weekend Guardians of the Galaxy did. <laughs> right. The first. Like, well, that's that's the thing. When I say when we say this wants to be Guardians of the Galaxy. The, the two things that come to my mind are uh, the air quotes comedy that this movie tries to have. It's just not funny. Um, but they, they try to have to have comedy in there. And then, like, I think that's what got added in post, like, as far as, like, the actors go. But the the thing they really added was music. And they did the mu- Like, this isn't... I don't have specific things because it happens so frequently. I think the music in this movie is fucking terrible so all right just to keep so the, bad so to keep the comparison up to guardians of the galaxy james gunn has said he spends about four to five months selecting the music he puts in the guardians films absolutely just right? painstakingly agonizing because again the music thing was not a part of the comics at the time that was a wholly original james gunn idea of tying exactly. music to the emotional connection to peter quill and it's fucking brilliant in the first guardians and very good in the second it, uh, it sets a tone it sets a tone it's a great like everything flows together really really well and it's 
right? It's, it's all selected perfectly, and it matches the character mood. It's wonderfully done. As opposed to this, somebody editor left his his fucking his phone on shuffle. Well, because that's the thing. I I wrote down this movie has musical whiplash. In one scene, we I, I think I have it right here. We go from like Queen to to fucking. Uh, uh, Without me by Eminem in like ten seconds. Uh, it's terrible. I will probably get into more when we do the the running diary of the film. They wanted this tone and specific things. So they brought in the ed- the editors of the initial trailer, which had Bohemian Rhapsody, to do the entire film, and it which very much is shows, barely in the movie. Which is barely exactly it's in the very end of the film. Yeah, but it's a big hit, and they're like, well, we gotta do a sequel eventually, and they because everyone agreed it kind of sucked. Uh, they never did an outright sequel sequel, but Harley Quinn got a spinoff movie. Uh, Will Smith was supposed to appear in the Ben Affleck solo film as Deadshot. And that never materialized. And nope. then we just kind of moved on. And now they're quasi- do you, do you, do you, Sidebar. Sidebar. Real quick sidebar. Once in a while, do you ever just try to get yourself in a good mood by watching the Batman trailer again? Oh, all the fucking time. All I the do. fucking time. All, at least all once a week. I love, I love that. Even that movie sucks. Trailer. Even that movie sucks, I'm just going to watch that trailer from time to time. Yep. Because it just makes me happy. It's it's. I've, I said this when I was like, I think like 14. It's like, all I want is is seven the david fincher film but with batman and that's what that looks like <laughs> that's what it looks like and that's what it is in my head just batman hunting down a serial killer that's awesome but we digress so i mean uh, like is there anything else you want to get like because that's that's the thing i'm gonna like i don't want to constantly belabor that point so like i kind of want to leave it here of yeah. like this movie's really trying to be guardians of the galaxy and fails pretty miserably in my opinion it really does. I mean, I think we'll, we'll talk about it a little more. As I have some notes in the film I want to talk about. But I guess sure, let's, of go, let's, let's Let's generalize it again. Let's give the people the basic rundown of this film. Suicide Squad. A secret government agency recruits some of the most dangerous incarcerated supervillains to form a defensive task force. Their first mission, save the world from the apocalypse, is the official description. That's not what their mission was, for the record. The mi- All right, we'll, we'll talk about it again more in a second. That's what they said. That's not what their mission was. It's just a lie. <laughs> as I said earlier, it's written and directed by David Ayer, starring Will Smith as Deadshot, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg, Jay Hernandez as Diablo, <sighs> fuck, Adewale Akunye Agajabe as Killer Croc. Ah, Triple A's back. Triple A, aka Mr. <laughs> Echo. I got pretty close in that one, I think. Yeah, I like it's. Uh, I think I think it's a David Bory situation. I think the G is silent. I, it might be. It's it's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, Cara Delevingne as Enchantress. Adam Beach's Slipknot, uh, Jared Leto as the Joker, and oh wait, oh yeah, Karen Fukuhaga as Katana. Uh, you, uh, Katana. You best, not, you best not be killed by her because her sword traps the souls of her enemy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. It was released oh, on August mess. 3rd, 2016. It has a 6.0 on IMDb, 40 on Metacritic, and a 26% on Rotten All of those numbers are pretty accurate to me. Yeah, I think that means like, IMDb is always the most... Uh, audience score and there are fans yep. of this movie yep there they're, are they're for wrong sure. but <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're 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 wrong <laughs> they're very wrong uh this movie made 746 million dollars worldwide 325 <sighs> million dollars domestically on a 133 million dollar budget that's that's a profit machine baby that's good big hit this movie worked financially very well and kevin this movie was nominated for and won and won an academy award for best makeup and hairstyling yeah, I like. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think the MCU has a single Academy Award. No, it, Black Panther won a couple technical awards. If I remember. Okay, correctly. okay, all right, all right. Yeah, like production design and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. But at the time, at the time, I think that was the only one. Yeah, like, it was, no, it was the first superhero film. Actually, that's not true because uh, Dar- Heath Dark Ledger Knight. won in Dark for the Dark Knight. 
but it's the first like of these type like this generation of superhero films to uh, win all I, all I remember is like being being surprisingly like kind of disappointed that it won even though it is objectively a compliment for the movie very good uh makeup uh, for everybody but especially for killer croc it looks great it does yeah, no, it, it works they, they they spent money on this movie for like, sure they really did they tried they tried their hardest did, well, maybe they i might. think the, i think the people working on the movie like directly did yeah no well all right we'll talk more about me in trivia and notes but like the people making this we're into this movie. They really. I are. would agree. I would agree with that. I mean, there's lots of stories you hear about um, on on the set, right? That the the people making the movie enjoyed making it. Yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk about what happened on set in a minute. I uh, know. But Kevin, before that, I just have uh, I have one question for you. I was waiting for the question. What are we some kind of suicide squad? Oh! Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Two things. Two things. Number one, I fucking knew you were going to use that one. It was, the, it Number was one two, of the easiest ones to find. This is the third episode in a row where we've done a a self-titled movie you know what i mean i know all of which haven't been good movies no okay so i do want i I, i'm gonna do it at some point i'll keep a special note of movies that say their own name in the movie i I, I, my my hypothesis is the average is gonna be a low score that's a good idea uh i will say wouldn't it be great if the middle of mad max fury road is like what are we some sort of mad max fury road well i mean to be fair uh, in the in the opening sequence of that movie, he does say, "I'm gonna die historic on the Fury Road." He does say the he Fury do, Road. He does. Say, I mean, that's a partial. I. That's a partial. It's, it's a not ha- a full. That's a halves. We're not gonna. We're not gonna give it to that. But like so far, we've had a, a four, two, and a four, all say their own name. I think. And this is somehow not the best one <laughs> of these movies. <laughs> somehow. Somehow. All right. Let's get into let's let's get into the film itself. I want to start out with just the opening credits themselves. This film was produced by fucking Brett Ratner. Was it really? I didn't notice that. This, because I didn't realize this, Brett Ratner actually had his hands on the DCEU as a whole. His production company, Rat Pack, was producing all of them. He I wish you didn't use the term had his hands on. Yeah, not great phrasing by on my part, <laughs> but also kind of, because I'd say he was molesting these films. No, no, I don't like it's it's appropriate, but I wish you did. I wish it wasn't. I wish it wasn't either. Thankfully, once he got me to Gal Gadot, Gadot said, uh, "If he's not off, if he's not fired off all the DC films, I'm walking." That's a good. Well, f- fucking buy. <laughs> I mean, no. At the time, that Wonder Woman was a massive hit, but yeah, I get it. No, no, I know. It's, no, no, not not to Gal Gadot, but to to fucking Brent Ratner. Get him out of there. The Fuck worst. that guy. Brent Ratner. Uh, this is a little bit of a side note. He tried to mount a comeback this week. I think I did know that, yeah. By announcing he's going to make a Millie Vanilli biopic. Now, that's that's the Brett Ratner uh, vehicle we need. That, that's the rat, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, I I think they just announced, like, Me Too and Time's Up. We're like, ah, no. Yeah, get the <laughs> no. fuck out of here. You're lucky you didn't face criminal charges, you piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, I wrote my first note I wrote down, it feels like it was written in Will Smith's contract that he has to be the first actor seen in this movie. <laughs> Because yes, yeah. Well, why? Like, continue. What? What do you got? Because for that? this movie starts so awkwardly. It really. On a uh, hindsight, I could not agree more. I could not agree more. I have a specific point that I'm gonna bring up after you're done with yours. Go okay. ahead. I think it might be the same point. Even so, this yeah. movie starts with Deadshot. It, like, uh, it's introduced to Belrev, the prison they're in, and he's just punching a punching bag, working out in the fucking prison. And then we cut to a shot of Harley Quinn doing dance or whatever. Yeah, do whatever. <laughs> and then we cut back to Amanda Waller going into a business meeting to explain her project of the suicide squad right it's 20 minutes of intros it's 20 minutes of intros 
of followed them. by another twenty minutes of intros. Yes, this this movie just keeps repeating its plot over well, like like the premise I, I, of the show of the fucking movie. I have to. I just have to get this out here before it it escapes my mind. The main thought that occurred to me because this this occurred to me the first time I saw this back in like twenty. I think it was like 2017, the first time I saw this movie. The thought that came to me today was, okay, so we'll go into more detail of all these scenes, but we go, our two leads, right, Harley Quinn and Deadshot, in prison, Amanda Waller at a meeting, right, over over, over, over dinner, giving intros of all her our people. Then immediately, we go to another scene of, of, of the exact same thing. It's a business meeting where she introduces her people. It's her going to a business meeting with David Harbour, Yep. Explaining the idea of Task Force X, a.k.a. the right. Suicide Squad, where when yep. she introduces all the people she wants to go get, then they go to a, a joint chiefs of staff meeting or whatever in the Pentagon to right. then explain all the people she wants to use as part of her task force to go fight again. And then immediately follow that, she goes to the prison to meet all of these people and explain what she wants to do with all of them. It felt like, so here's the thought I have to get out there. It felt like the movie restarted at yes. like half an hour in. Yes, it right. did. I have the notes. Okay, so one of my notes later on is 29-minute mark. We are on the fourth explanation of the premise. And I wrote down, all right, at the 35-minute mark, the movie has finally fucking started. It, it feels like the movie restarted. It, it it did. It just kept, it just kept, like, we're, you're you're going to be a team and go on a mission. Okay. I Yeah, I got yeah. it. I got that from the trailer. In all seriousness, in all seriousness, I think this movie, like, you know, we'll, again, we'll get into more detail. We'll go back through this. But, like, there's another set of intros at the camp too. Yes. Well, and at the a little less so, but yes. A little less so, but at the camp, I feel like a better movie starts at the camp scene. There is a uh, animated movie, Suicide Squad: Hell to Pay, and it literally just starts with all the villains going down a tube and ending up in a hole, and Amanda Waller on screen being, uh, "Here's this guy, go kill him. You have a bomb in your heads." Like that's, that's how you start. That's how you should start it. That's all you have to start. And here's the thing: if you want to do a little like flesh out the universe. Just start with her at David Harbor and just be like, I'm getting these people and we're going to go kill some people on the behalf of the government. Like you can do, if you want to do all the scenes of them establishing all their powers and what their skills, fine. Okay. They're relatively new characters to the people, to mass audiences. I get it. But like, you just can't keep doing it over and over again. It happens like three straight times. And I think that is the main structural flaw in the movie is this first act is just a mess. Here's the thing. Like the, I think the second act is actually wor- the worst. You are, you're probably right. I just, this really stood I'll out to me. I'll get to that point because we haven't even gotten into the movie yet. This is just like, I know. Let's start, let's just jump now to the Amanda Waller explanation. Well, before that, small note on the beginning of the movie. The fuck is Ike Barinholtz doing in this movie? <laughs> I wrote down, what is Ike Barinholtz and David Harbour doing in this movie? <laughs> what are they doing in this movie? And not, like, in, in, in two ways. Number one, why are they in this movie in general? But two, specifically Ike Barinholtz, what is he doing in this movie i don't understand <laughs> i i wrote down ike Barinholtz is a better joker than jared leto he is, <laughs> <laughs> he is. i did because he's just this weird tough prison guard with a family and gambling addiction he's like this movie was his dialogue ad-libbed it felt ad-libbed it did it did feel like they let him improvise a little bit because he has some funny lines in it right exactly because he's a he's a talented guy i like it. ike Barinholtz. if you listen to this you should be in a better movie though uh <laughs> <laughs> hey i mean it was, his agent got it i mean he probably got paid for it's this. bad when ike Barinholtz is the star is the best part of the movie <laughs> yeah exactly okay so she's going in introducing each character we get uh, Deadshot learning how good of a Deadshot he is as a 
you know, Merc for Hire, right? I, I, I did like that. I legitimately liked that scene. I thought that was very on character for Deadshot. Yeah, I liked it. He allowed yeah. Smith was being legit, charismatic, and charming. And I'm like, yeah, I want to see this guy go kill people. Like, and like, it is just feel like he is like, then we get to the, like, I like that. But the problem is the second part of that scene when she's like, everyone has, le-. oh, wait, no, her line is, everyone has a weakness and a weakness can be leveraged. I wrote down, no shit. That's what a weakness means. <laughs> would you hype would you put forward that that is the movie pretending to be smart yes it really or, is or actually better thinking it's smart when it's not that feels like some real placeholder dialogue they left in Deadshot gets taken out by batman where which will smith is dressed as like a proto shaft <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to say something about that outfit but i couldn't think of anything yeah, absolutely I, right. it's, it's honestly he looks great in it for the record i want oh yeah that. he's killing it but, so i wrote down like I, Deadshot does have a daughter in the comics. That is a comic continuity. But okay, in this movie, enough, it enough. really feels like a studio exec was like, Will Smith needs a daughter so the audience can relate to him. Like, it's just the way it's played out. There's there's a lot of problems with this character having a daughter. <laughs> you know what I mean? That just doesn't work. It, it really it really just doesn't work. But then we have one of the most awkward Ben Affleck cameos of just him clearly have just rapped on Batman vs Superman. It's like fuck. I agree to this. God. Oh fuck. God. Fucking damn it. I hate this shit. So. I know. Uh, I know Ben Affleck is your spirit animal. He I has love, big sad fuck energy. People, this. I'm a Ben Affleck boy. I really am. I love that guy. I love his movies. He seems like a fun guy. I, I saw the way back recently. It felt way too personal. It really did. Like it was good. It was good. But like I could tell he was putting a lot into it of his own experience. No one regretted taking it. Has probably taken regretted taking a role more than Ben Affleck taking Batman. He was just too but old. like, if you're if you're Ben Affleck, of course you're gonna be Batman. Yeah, of course. Like he was, he took this right after Argo when he was on top of the fucking world. Exactly. He had he had done his comeback. He's in a good relationship and marriage with Jennifer Garner. He's you know he's getting ripped. He's he at the time he was sober. You know he's got some young kids. You want to impress them? Like yeah, I'm gonna play fucking Batman. Daredevil sucked, but. I could be an awesome Batman, of course. He used to hang out with Kevin Smith and smoke pot and read comic books. Exactly. And then he just didn't realize who was writing the movies. No, I, he didn't look at he didn't look at all at the production team. I blame Zack Snyder for that one. All right, we'll move on in a second. Ben Affleck features again in the next uh, character introduction, which is Harley Quinn and Jared Leto's Joker. Now this, I literally wrote down the like the first thing I wrote down was fuck Jared Leto. <laughs> I wrote down Jared Leto will be our worst actor. Like, I mean, it's inevitable. Do we, like, we don't even have to do that category. We, like, we we'll do. get the nominations, we, we but do have he the is nominate, the worst. But he will get the worst. I, I, wrote, I wrote down. All right, you ready? I wrote down. He is either doing a crackhead Jim Carrey or a methhead Ace Ventura. Take your pick. Yeah, I wrote down. It's like he fell asleep watching Ace Ventura the night before, and decided I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What is that? That Family Guy bit of like uh, Ben Affleck becoming a tutor? Like, <laughs> hello, 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 got it, got it. Really? Because I wrote down like just the design as a as a whole. So David Ayer is from Los Angeles originally, and he grew up in. Uh, I don't know the best political term, but like this, like Latino slums, I guess is the best. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And so he has a lot of those inspirations of heavily tatted out guys with grills, gangbangers, I guess is the term, which is, is heavy inspiration on Diablo too. But then he applied that to the Joker yep. and just decided to give him these stupid fucking tattoos. Oh, you're talking about when he goes like, ah, 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 when he has the fucking hand tattoo in front of his face? And it's just So stupid. It's so, like, I'll give him credit. Like, you were in a bad position because people still remember Heath Ledger. It was only eight years ago. Right, it is relatively. And you have to go in a, you have to be radical with it, but it just was 
bad. It just none of the choices worked. Uh, and, and and you get an all time hilarious best line ever, which is hunka hunka. <laughs> Wanted to give my girl some hunka hunka. I wrote which down. just fuck off. Like <laughs> just, it's like so here's you, the thing. So you turn uh, the like, Joker into a cuck. <laughs> right. Like with with uh, he did first of all for with Common who's in this movie. That was Common, right? Yeah, I wrote down Commons in this movie. Lol. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just like we'll talk about the Joker more as this goes along, but like I, I'm. I'm all for changing things. That's fine. This wasn't changing things. It's just a bad interpretation. Yeah, it like you can like all right, so Joaquin Phoenix made changes to the Joker that for right. that movie it worked. It did. Yeah. Like it, it was made a unique character. Jack Nicholson made changes to the Joker from the comics. Exactly. And it worked. He Ledger made radical changes to the fucking Joker. And I, I, it worked. I think I think he makes the, the biggest classic mistake when it comes to characters like the Joker or Harley Quinn. It makes the mistake of that crazy means you're erratic, right? That's part that's part of it, but not all the fucking time, you know? No, it's really not. Like the Joker like in all co- you know, the critical moments is actually usually pretty in control of himself. Exactly. Like, because you know what it is? He's setting up the joke. Exactly. That's what, and and he, like and that's why when he gets the reveal on Batman, he can't stop laughing because that's his fucking joke. Right. And that's the whole point. It it's like the Joker does inherently do erratic things, but it has to be juxtaposed by that in control nature at the same time, right? If you're just, it, it's kind of an oxymoron, but if you're erratic all the time, you're predictable. You know yes, what I mean? Exactly. Like it, it makes like, I firmly believe fucking Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck's Batman would have fucking murdered this Joker in a second. Right. Like, it's like, Oh fuck this guy. <laughs> like it's, that's the whole point is like the Joker is the dark reflection of Batman and he's, he has to take this guy down. And like, and like the decision not to kill him weighs heavily on Batman's soul. And this one, and the version of both characters, like he should have just snapped his fucking neck and like like for like a parking ticket, like that's how he's like, yeah. should have killed this Joker. Well, there, there's hints given in Batman and Superman were never ever going to pan out to be actually cool. There were actually hints that this was going to be a Jason Todd. Yeah, know? which is kind of a cool idea actually. I like that. Oh idea. yeah, I'm in. But again, it's all underdeveloped, underfleshed out, and like it sucks. Right, like the but for the for those who don't aren't as giant comic book nerds as us, basically the idea is that this Joker would not have been the original Joker. That Batman might have killed the original Joker, who knows? And that Jason Todd, his second Robin, became the Joker. Yeah, um, exactly, and it would have worked really well in my opinion. They actually had a fleshed out idea. But yeah, again, that that was something I read on like fucking was it comic book. Uh, Probably comic book resources or comicbook.com or something. Yeah, something like that, where it was like, that's just fans wanting something. It's never going to that, happen. That's fans coming up with better ideas than the makers of this stuff. Which constantly happens. <laughs> yeah, it, it all the fucking time. These fans are, have a lot of time on their hands. They're not Get damn right. <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on. So then they escape in a dumb purple Lambo uh, because he's the Joker. Uh, yep. Batman punches Harley Quinn in the face, which I thought was so fucking funny. <laughs> like, Wait, you mean the underwater punch? The underwater punch. It was just like, uh, like literally makes a dunk. <laughs> it, it, it did feel like there should have been a little like like little honk honk like noise like when he honk did it. Honk honk. Honk honk. Okay. He kidnapped. Honk honk. Oh, then I wrote down Ben Affleck definitely ad libbed the kissing uh, Mar- Margot Robbie. You think he did? Uh, probably not, but I like to I like to think he did, and she was. I like to think so too. I like to, <laughs> you know. Okay, um, here's here's a functional thing about this this part of the movie that I thought was really annoying. I think a thing that was added in post again to feel like Guardians of the Galaxy in terms of tone. These like intro cards, yeah, like border Borderlands style intro cards. There two there's two problems with them. Number one, they're not funny. 
Sorry. That is not. Number two, they're too fucking fast. Yes. I, I couldn't read them. <laughs> you can't read them and find out what they did. You have to watch it and fucking pause it on your home screen. I, I'm a pretty fast reader, and these were way too fast. Yeah, I, like, I'm one of those things. I don't object to them if that's, like, how you're introducing the characters. Fine. But, like, <laughs> it was, like, ah, just, just bad. Also, okay. did you appreciate that, that both Deadshot and Harley Quinn both got, like, 10-minute intro backstories, and Captain Boomerang got 30-second gags, yeah. and that was and, it? But Captain Boomerang at least got the 30 seconds. <laughs> I know. Like, he got something, but, like, Jai Courtney got the short end of that one. Here's the like, Jai Courtney's pretty good in this. I loved Jai Courtney in this. He was the only one who knew he was in a shit movie, I think. Yeah, because Boomerang is a great C-list villain. A great one. He's a guy with fucking boomerangs. Well, he's he's a Flash villain traditionally, right? A Flash villain traditionally. He's part of the rogues. It's usually him, Captain Cold, Heat Wave, Mirror Master, and like the top versus the Flash. Because they all suck, yeah. but t- together they create a threat. Right. Uh, but in this, like, then we got this is the first time we see Ezra Miller as the second time, I guess, because of the stupid fucking. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I was thinking about this earlier. This is unrelated. How is the Quicksilver in the X Men movies still the best speedster we've gotten in superhero films? Because they the know X-Men how to do a movie. cool slow motion action sequence. But like in general, like just his characterization is a fun Ezra Miller version is a mopey dick. Fucking Aaron Taylor Johnson's Quicksilver was a mopey, mopey dick. Mm-hmm. Like the flat no speedsters supposed to be a mopey dick. They're Plus, speedsters. Like speedsters are inherently fun, you know? Yeah, like they're uh, it's fine. I'm glad Evan Peters might have the role full time. Also, he might be the devil, whatever. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out in that. But yeah, like I was like, this is like the first kind of full introduction to the Flash. And it's like, why would you do it like the, Like just setting up your universe? Like the Flash is a pillar of the DC universe. Absolutely, he's like he's like my third favorite superhero. I love the Flash. Flash always kind of works, he, he, except for in this. I mean, the cameo was fine, but also like I don't know, Warner Brothers. Maybe you guys should have given everyone their solar film, then teamed them up in Justice League. Well, that that's what I, I that was actually my first note is that like. It's very obvious this is the opposite of the Marvel approach, where they just threw everyone together and said, now we're going to introduce them for 45 minutes. But, like, here's the thing. You can do that. You like, can. You can do that. Because, like, all you need to do is, like, he's fast and funny. Uh, she's tough and brooding. He's a mo- mopey dick. He's the pillar. Establish, establish the characters through their actions. Yeah. Not was- through fucking title cards. <laughs> Show, don't tell. It's right. not Borderlands. Okay, let's move on, because this is going on too long. <laughs> okay. We get uh, the description of Diablo, pyrokinetic homeboy. Yeah, I wrote down immediately, this script is very bad. I wrote down, I know David Ayer is also Latinx, but he's pretty racist towards Latinx people. (laughs) It felt like, it felt like that very much so. All right, then we get the Killer Croc intro, and I'm like, has any actor regretted quitting a job more than Mr. Echo? Oh, God, this is where he's at. This is just where he's at. Because, all right, the Killer Croc makeup looks good, but fuck putting all that on because he has, I was going to say this for trivia. He has eight lines. That's it. That actually, no, that's, that's, that that's appropriate. That's about what he has. Eight yep, lines and probably about 80 hours of makeup. Hey, but he, he won an Oscar, right? <laughs> he didn't win it. The, the team did. I know. Okay. I know. Then we get Enchantress. Who's supposed to be part of the team. Dr. June moon. First of all, terrible name. I know. It's I, comic I, wrote down, that's I not... know it's from a comic books, but come on. I know. I know. I'm with you. Also, uh, her transformation is always funny. Whenever she just goes, Enchantress. <laughs> so stupid. Okay. All right. Then we introduction of Rick Flag, who's going to be the good guy soldier who leads the crew. Uh, I wrote down the one funny thing in the Kyle card I wrote down is Rick Flag golfs with a three handicap. I, I, I giggled at that. Like, the, okay. 
I, I said the title cards aren't funny, but like that like that one was a good gag. Like that was a good gag, yeah, for sure. So then this is the first incredibly stupid plot point so far in this movie right next. Amanda Waller arranged for Rick Flag to take care of June Moon so that they would fall in love and have a relationship. You mean you mean that so that she has her heart and now she has his? That was oh like what? <laughs> I, I wrote down, so now he'll follow my orders. I'm like, he's a fucking soldier. He's going to follow your fucking orders regardless. Yeah, like, none of that made any sense. I'm with you. It doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. Okay, so that's the wrap-up of the first 20 minutes of them explaining the premise. Then we get another And now, sm- we, get, now we get to do it again. <laughs> now we get to explain the premise again. But in this one, we find out, oh, June Moon can go rogue pretty easily. All right, let's just... Fu- Stupid plot, bad plot. Yeah, let's just, let's just keep going. Okay, so now they're going to the base to interview all the all <laughs> introduce all the characters again. So and we get the immortal line of uh, "Go get it, girl." To which I wrote, "Bleh." I wrote down this may be a dumb nitpick, but why is Rick Flag's hat backwards? Like, why is the flag logo backwards? <laughs> He's a soldier. He's not allowed to do that. I feel like I feel like that is actually a thing. With military uniforms that they do appear backwards to us. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just like, I was like, fucking this stupid. <laughs> your name is Rick Flagg. Get your flag right. We then get another scene of Deadshot proving what a good, how good of a marksman he is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's with Kanye playing. I always think this scene is hilarious, but like, you raise a really good point of we already know this. We saw him kill a dude earlier. There's no reason for it at all. <laughs> just like it, again, it feels like the movie started over. It 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 feels like Will Smith wrote into his contract. I did some marksman shooting. I want to prove it again to people on screen. Like you know, like like that dick like a dick measuring contest of like, oh look what Tom Cruise did jumping out of an airplane. Will Smith's like, I do that too. I love Will Smith, but like it does feel like that happened. All right, now but, we get the Joker trying to break, arranging a plot to get Harley Quinn out of prison, where which he, makes negative five cents by negative the way. a billion cents. I wrote down this is only for me and you. Uh, the Joker's main henchman in this looks like Tom Hardy's, Hardy Fusion Hod with Butch from Gotham. <laughs> such a, I need to see him because he's so forgettable, but holy shit. I mean, we're never going to watch it again, so maybe I'll pull it up right now and put it on the, the screen share. No, 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 we don't want to hear you right now, Joel Kinnaman. Shut the fuck up. No, 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 what's happening? No, no, shut up, Joel Kinnaman, shut up. I wrote down, so he, he interviews, he, like, inter- I guess, whatever, he, he blackmails Ike Barinholtz to slip Harley Quinn a phone. Uh, in broad down, daylight, by the way. In broad daylight. It just breaks right the fuck in. <laughs> no, no. no I, I, I mean, like, Ike Barinholtz hands off the phone later on in the movie. And he's like, please don't tell anybody. Please don't tell anybody. Like, there's guards everywhere, dude. <laughs> yeah. And she's Harley Quinn. <laughs> I wrote down Jerry Leto's what happens when a director doesn't slap their actors. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like no. No. <laughs> we got a scene of Rick Flags eating some motherfucking fried chicken. <laughs> Yeah, like, what was that? <laughs> All right, so then Enchantress fucks off and then goes to Amanda Wallace to get her heart back. And Amanda Wallace is sleeping next to the heart. Uh, it's, this this part is setting up the second act, which you think is terrible, which I agree with you. A fucking bloody mess. This whole, this, this whole thing of setting up how the Enchantress sets up her blue sky beam that's, going, that's just going to destroy the world, apparently. There's, just a mess. There's there's no reason for them to be doing anything that's happened so is, far. Is this an issue with editing and post, or just yes. a bad script? Well, here's the thing. We do know that this got heavily edited by uh, uh, the editors, and there is a, and it's one point in the film where you can tell it's a different movie. Um, there's a scene in the movie where you could tell there was a different plot to this movie entirely. 
that's what it feels like. It it like this is this is one of the clearest examples I've ever seen of a movie that's just a fucking Frankenstein of a movie, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. Which okay, I'm gonna bring it up now. The Ayer cut is inevitable. It is inevitable because I guarantee the Steiner cut is gonna do well. So it's the gonna be like is inevitable because there's the fans of the actual Steiner cut and then there's the morbid curiosity from guys like us. I will watch it, but I think it's going to be bad as well. I also agree with that. Um, be- because the air cut is essentially, to me, in my head, what happens, like the tone of the movie, immediately when they get into the city, and all fun of the movie just disappears. I also, I'm at the point where I, we still haven't even gotten to the mission yet. I know, because <laughs> the movie just started over again. It did just start over again, because she breaks out and then releases her brother randomly to do something, Enchantress, Incubus. A, I was like, why not just get the fucking band Incubus to play the bad guy? Because that's how much effort you put into this shit. He, he, she just appears in the mirror to some random ass dude in the subway and just uh, just possesses him. I just was like, why not get some decent actor? Okay. And then Midway City starts going nuts. And like, time to call in the Suicides Task Force X. I thought we already did that. But we didn't. Call, because they were just like, you're going to do this. This is a random one, but I wrote down, why did Margot Robbie just go with a Brooklyn accent for Harley Quinn? Because uh, I think in the animated version of Harley Quinn, that's happened several times, but not that thick of an accent. Yeah, she well, she went straight up Wolf of Wall Street, Brooklyn. Yeah, like, I, I in my head, it didn't bother me that much, but now that you mention it, yeah, I could see it being a little too much. But I think it's because in the past, Harley Quinn has had a Brooklyn accent. Yeah, it's fine. I just, I, I wrote that down. Yeah, I know. This movie's just so long. I have so many notes, too. It's not even that long. I wrote a it's ton of notes hours. for this. It's just bad. I mean, I don't know how much more detail I want to get into. I mean, like, I, like there's a blue sky, this, fucking this blue a, sky beam. There's a blue sky beam. Okay, so let's, why don't we just get into the... Well, okay, so we, the, we, so we the skip team, over the, the camp scene before they go in. Okay, yeah, let's get, let's get the, this the camp scene. So they finally assemble to go take, to go rescue somebody. They don't... I, I, I still maintain this is where the movie should have started. Yeah, again, you could just start here. You cut out forty minutes. It's a, it's a. Then the team assembles again. They everyone arrives kind of in comic fashion, which I thought was. I admit, I think that was fine. I thought the scene was okay. It was badly done, but it was like, badly done. So we got fine. It's the most. It was one of the more. I guess the most. We get boomerang showing up in a bag, and then Slipknot, the latest member of the team, who just shows up I in a car. Forgot <laughs> he was in the movie. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. We all forgot because he's just in there to establish they can be killed, but they don't even right. do that in a fun way. Yeah, it was. It, it, it was. Uh, I, I do remember, like, because the best part about his introduction, I think it's even funnier than the katana introduction because it's off screen. You just hear, "Oh, here's the guy who can climb anything." Slipknot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He can climb anything. All right. We get a cut back to how Midway City is going nuts before they even arrive. We get our first helicopter destroyed. I'm very big on those. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna ask like how many how many how many times that happened in this movie. I'll, I'll let you know when we get to the end of this. Uh, good. Scott Eastwood's in this for some reason. We get a decently funny line of Will Smith comparing Rick Flag, be like, "You gotta be like Phil, you gotta be like Phil, uh, uh, Phil Jackson." Phil Jackson, right? yeah. Tri- triangle, triangle, this bitch, and I'm like, All right, I, I, I giggled. At he's that. he's trying, man. He is he's working. trying. He is working hard. All right, they get on the fucking helicopter, and before we go, before we get, we finally can take off and start the mission. He goes, oh, wait, I forgot. This is Katana. <laughs> no, he says, you're late. And she's like, eh. And then just eh, sits down. Whatever. This is Katana. <laughs> I would advise not getting killed by her sword. It's the 
<laughs> he really lays on the thick, dumb accent. It's also just terrible screenwriting, you know? Even No, even worse. It's the worst ADR I've ever seen in my entire life. This was clearly put in in post to mm-hmm. explain this character. Yeah, because she doesn't, she doesn't get explained at all. She's just there. He also s- starts off with, she's got my back. Like, wh- she, She's got my back. Like, we, you have a whole squadron of guys. Yeah, like, why is she here? <laughs> okay, we take off to Midway. Second helicopter's taken down. And then all, all this new, air quotes, fun is now gone for the movie. Yeah, all the new fun. At least, at least the movie's going. And then the movie just stops again. <laughs> because we're just going to an office building. That is the current mission they're on. Is to go- like, I, I thought that too of like, I remember the first time I saw this movie, I thought the same thing. There's a lot of times if you really think about the movie, you're like, what is happening and why? Because here's the thing. I feel pretty confident that that, that squad of soldiers could have just gone to that building to get Amanda Waller. Like they're, 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 there's no reason for the, the, the villains. Right. Is, isn't the point of the Suicide Squad that they go, go in a place where they don't want to send soldiers? Yeah. The point is it's black ops and if they get killed, they don't give a shit. And also and they send actual soldiers with them. Exactly. So that makes no sense. Um, we get a decent characterization because Boomerang's being a manipulative little bitch and gets Slipknot to try and run away to escape the prison, right? Right. And that's when they blow up his head. That I thought that was fine, but it never comes back into fucking play, so who cares? I said, goodbye, Slipknot, you big fart. <laughs> he doesn't even, like, he barely has any speaking lines, too. Okay, now we get the bad guys they need to fight for the first action sequence of the movie where in which they're just these turd monsters. Yeah. They look like they're just covered in fish eyes and shit. Yeah. Just, just lazy generic goons for them to take down. I think the worst part is that they just appear out of nowhere and then they're explained. Yeah. And they're like, these are were formerly people or something. No, no, it's, it's shown that, uh, they bring these, these soldiers into Enchantress's, you know, magic blue sky beam. Which is in every superhero movie, by the way. Well, they stopped and, doing it around this around this time. Right, exactly. Marvel stopped and doing then she, it anyways. And then she makes out with one of them, and then they become these, these fucking fish people. It, they do that after they kill a bunch of them. Okay, then we get to the fight sequence, which is not good either. It's very boring and bland. I wrote down, uh, all these monsters are bulletproof, but they can be destroyed by a baseball pat. And I wrote down, just the action sequence themselves, there's so much just them posing and like posing to look cool. Yeah. It's a lot of that. <laughs> Joel Kinnaman, I wrote down, gets the butt plug role of just like, we got to keep going. Let's just keep moving this movie along. <laughs> He's, he does a lot of exposition from like immediately getting it from radios. All right. We got a scene of Deadshot being like looking at a mannequin in the store and be like, I had a family too. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Wait, oh, wait, Deadshot or the, or who? Deadshot does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that yeah, is happening. Like, I don't even fucking remember. Like, yeah, I fucking... I'm going to get... Because I want to make a big point about this in a second. Okay. All right. Another action sequence that's boring in the fucking... In the office building they're going to rescue. Just more... This, again, they go from a boring action sequence to another boring action sequence. They go They go circle up around, around Flag. We need to protect him. For just, just to get the group shot of them all together. <laughs> it's not even a good group shot. It's like it's like it's like centered a little too low. Yeah, it is. They steal three jokes, three things from Ghostbusters. One earlier is the when Enchantress just becomes Zool. Oh yeah. Yeah. Two, they steal the classic with a walk up how many flights of stairs gag. <laughs> I need to work on my cardio. Third is is the wishes part, but I'll get to that in a minute. We get oh, and then on the, on the stairwell they get a needless flashback of Harley Quinn's origin for no fucking reason. Yeah, I did write that. I was like, why is this happening? And like, it's, uh, it, well, 
this this like relationship between the two of them i distinctly remember around this time there were lots of people sharing memes of these two actors together like i want a relationship like this it's like fuck off yeah no people, people read the bad. comics it's not good it's, it's an abusive relationship watch the harley quinn animated show it's very good oh fantastic they do it well and there's a good joker in that <laughs> oh alan tudyk yeah he's great alan tudyk rules and everything then we get up to the office building they're like all right we're here to pick you up waller and then she just murders the other people in the room for no fucking reason. Yeah, because they didn't have clearance for any of this. What the? What? But also, what the fuck? Is that the, they, they don't even tell us what she was doing. That was the thing. Other people couldn't know that she was doing it. So there, she said at the beginning of the scene, oh, I was gathering data on your girl. Like, what? 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 Okay, that's not a big deal. Like, they... they so they get like there's a threat there's a terrorist threat you're part of the government people are pro- okay okay uh, it's, it's fine it's fine it's, it's fine. fine it's fine all right we're moving on joker shows up with another helicopter to rescue harley quinn how did he know about any of this no all right this one i can justify because he gave the cell phone of where, where like you could gps in the cell phone fine that one I, <laughs> I i gave them an out okay you're welcome fine waller gives the order for deadshot to take out the fucking thing and he doesn't because he likes Harley Quinn now because they had one line of dialogue together. Yep. Well, like that's that's the other thing is like in Guardians, you really do believe that they develop this relationship over the movie. They right? earn it. They earn it. They fight like a family in it the whole time. And then when the moment comes to the new night, they're able to do it and put their things together because they realize they're good people. In, in in this movie, they try to do the same thing, and it just doesn't work at all. Like, these guys are my friends. We like, skipped this like seven times. They also, all of them say at one point, we're the bad guys. To keep reminding people, oh, they're villains. Oh, okay. But they're good. Okay. They Then she takes out the helicopter. There's our third helicopter takedown. But in the sequence, this is where the most edited part comes. Of, because they cut out all of fucking Jared Leto's Joker. He's yep. in it for like eight minutes. Uh, where in which it's him pushing her out of the helicopter to rescue her. But the edit shows that Harley Quinn acts like he pushed her out to kill her, even though it's clearly him saving her. Yes, because I could, like, I agree 100%. I'm watching this movie, and it looks, the way she is acting in what was left in the movie, it looks like she just got broken up with. Yes. Right? Which like, she, thro- she throws away the choker, right? Like, yeah. it looks like she just got broken up with, which would make sense, because that happens all the time with... But Joker they just didn't Holly, do it. Like Joker's a selfish dick. Like that would have. It's clearly in the air cut. I, I if I were to take any guess that they stopped. But I got I, twenty bucks says that's in the air. But cut. I also don't. What bad filmmaking to not at least make us think Harley Quinn died in that moment? Like why not just <laughs> cut? Why not just show the helicopter going down, and then cut away? Mm. You bring. Uh. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I, I, I don't know what this is context to, but I go. Yeah. Oh yeah, David Harbor's in this. I, I wrote down that man. That blue sky beam looks expensive. It does. All right. Then Amanda Waller gets another helicopter and it's like, all right, I'm out. You guys can do your she, own Yeah, thing. she just keeps ordering helicopters. Then Enchantress shoots that down and it's gone. And that's, like yep. our, that's four helicopters taken out. <laughs> we'll do the math real quick. That's a real expensive movie. We're at the, we're the Dark Knight of the Soul for some fucking reason because they all go to have a share a drink together. Where which <sighs> Flag explains that it was secretly a mission by amanda waller to go in and then it got it made just no fuck it just makes no fucking sense or are you talking about the twist of like what they're really doing and like is that what you're talking about yeah but there's no twist or anything right because we're we see a flashback twist air quotes of all footage we've already seen and it doesn't add anything or like it's like because their mission still wasn't to go kill enchantress because again more heavily out of this they go to the bar and deadshot says well we almost pulled it off what'd you almost pull off 
Oh, exactly. Exactly. I, I, like, uh, Deadshot also says to Waller at some point, hey, man, we had a deal. What deal? Deal. Yeah. I want, I want to know what, like, that's the thing is I am very curious about what was left on the cutting room floor of plot. Yeah, because a good movie would have been just them taking down the Joker. That would have been for a million times, but then whatever. We're going to keep nope. moving on. He's now in the bar, and they're like, we're going to bond as villains. We get <laughs> them being like, Deadshot, you're a good guy. You don't kill women or children. No. No, he's not. He murders million, hundreds of people for money. Very bad person. And also, also go bad ahead, go feminist. Ahead. Bad feminist. Yep, absolutely. Also, Diablo in a family setting is just inherently funny to me. It is so funny because it's not like his powers made him look like that. He was he's, he's, he made those choices. <laughs> he just has these tattoos. And he's just at home with two kids and a wife. So like we get Diablo's origin story. And we go, Diablo's origin story is him being a domestic abuser. And it's supposed to make us like him. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I've never been with a witch before. What's that like? When I thought that was a funny line. <laughs> I'm trying all to be positive. The... I truly am. All right, when when flags like you guys can go and turns off the thing, boomerang just fucks off immediately. That was a good moment. Exactly, and then comes back for no reason. And then it's just over. It's just fucking over. Like he like they're doing the cool like team walk up to the final like okay oh, like I'm, encounter. I have one point before that moment too. Okay. <laughs> Rick Flag reveals that his do- that Deadshot's daughter writes him every day. Why is he carrying around his fucking mail on a mission? And also, he's got like four letters. He's got like four of them. Every day, huh? <laughs> okay, we get the cool walk-up. Boomerang rejoins him for no fucking reason. That's why I wrote down, a movie has never cared last about its second act before. Because in most movies, the second act's the best part of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's where you have fun. You do a cool action sequence. You, go, you raise the stakes. And this was to them beating up random goons. Do, do you? Did you feel like... In this final action sequence, which is very forgettable, did it feel like most of the characters are just standing around watching? Yes. Yes. It, yes. <laughs> yes they, Not that, great. That's because they are. I'm just thinking, like, in terms of notable second acts, Captain America's Civil War is one of the best fight sequences in the entire MCU of all the heroes fighting each other. That's right. the second act. Like, that's what you can do. That's where all the, the stuff happens. Right. They're doing exactly. something. The plot's happening. Bad for um, I thought the, uh, I thought right before they get to this, like, to this final sequence... Enchantress, like, at the, the fucking cauldron, like, making whatever. Doing that weird, like, shimmy dance. Like, I, wrote down, that? I wrote down she's doing the wacky inflatable arm derailed <laughs> dance. <laughs> That's exactly what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> we also get a scene of uh, Kitana crying into her sword in Japanese. And Rick Flag once again, doing even more death exposition about the dead husband for no fucking reason. Why is she in this movie? <laughs> she's literally there for the... I feel bad because Karen Fukuhara is on the boys, and she's great in that. I I bet that, like, a, a different version of this movie, she's, like, an awesome character with, like, a really cool, like, setup and everything, and they just kind of had to shoehorn her into it. Because she was in so many of these shots for the final, like, fight, you know? Kill, oh, also, another Killer Croc... He's always just constantly taking off his hoodie every time they cut to him. Yeah, yeah, that happens pretty often. Yep. He swims under the water to plant a bomb somewhere for some reason. Uh, yeah, a, a flooded tunnel in the middle of, like, just a city. They go to confront Enchantress, where in which she's now like, I can give you whatever you want if you don't stop me. And then, again, we get Deadshot giving what he wants. And what has the whole movie been doing? Telling us how much he loves his daughter. 
How much he wants to be with his daughter. So they give him what he wants. It's him randomly killing Batman. (laughs) He kills Batman first, and his daughter's like, good job, Dad. There's never been no established rivalry with Batman. Also, I wrote down, Will Smith definitely wrote down he just wanted to kill Batman in his con. Like, that's my thing. It's like him... That was, that was so, his contract. Like, Smith, I get to kill Batman at least Will once. Smith famously turned down Django Unchained. Do you know why? Was to do this movie? No. This was, Django Unchained was made a few years before. But right. he turned it down because he didn't get to kill Leonardo DiCaprio's character in the movie. Damn. He wrote that down because he said the hero has to be the one that delivered the kill. So I wrote that down. Later on when we get to he delivers the killing shot in this, that was definitely his in his fucking contract. Damn. And if you look back at all of his other fucking movies, he does it in all of them. Ah, uh, damn. All right. Also, just more bad characterization. So we get Harley what she wants, which is a domesticated life. But if you're making the character good, you could do the funny domesticated life, but have them both clowned up and give them like a clown baby. Yeah, because it's just Jared Leto with slick back hair. It's like, yeah, this is weird. Like his character in American Psycho. Actually, you ru- actually you're very right. Like, that's a, a slight tweak on that. Like, do the exact same shot. But everyone's clowned up. Yeah, that's better for the characters. That, that's much better. Yeah, they I enjoy agree. being crazy clown people, but he, she wants to be with the Joker. Yeah. Mr. J. Mr. J. Uh, every time who gives a fuck about everybody else's stuff. They don't even bother with Boomerang and Katanas. No, Boomerang, Boomerang just wants to get with Katana. That's the only thing we get to know. Diablo says, I already lost one family. I'm not going to lose another, which is why how he steps up. Y'all met three, three hours, hours ago. ago. Tops. I wrote down Killer Croc doesn't even get to deliver the bomb. It's Scott Eastwood. Oh, yeah. That's right. Fucking Scott Eastwood. A terrible CGI monster fight. I wrote down this whole movie is kind of like the episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Mac writes a movie where he's constantly <laughs> telling people what's happening in the movie so they know what's happening. Because at one point, Flag says, we need to cut her heart out. And then he says, "If her heart's out. Now we can kill her because her heart's out. So I, I have gone on record as saying... I do not believe the cast is the problem with this movie. There are some exceptions to that statement. But, like, the people there are good. Like, they're good at what they do. And, like, I don't know. Like, the movie looks fine for the most part, I think. Like, there's some shitty CG here and there. Yeah, but yeah, it I mean, looks fine. But everything else, like at least like basic shots of fun. It reminds me a lot of X Men Origins Wolverine, where like the actors yeah. are selling this movie. Right, and like from all from all accounts, which I'm sure again we'll get to it in trivia, it was a fun movie to make. This is just the the post production really just just butchered it really bad. And we'll probably get into that trivia in a second. All right, so they kill June Moon, they save the day, yada yada yada. Walter's back. It's like I'll kill you guys. You're still going to jail. Whatever. Uh, fucking, De- but Deadshot does the funniest thing in the whole movie, which is he uses murder to teach his daughter math. That's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, I, I enjoy that. I love so that. One thing, they, the third thing they stole from Ghostbusters is, oh no, Ju Moon's dead. Takes off the face. Oh no, she was just underneath all the shit. Like how Sigourney Weaver comes back from being a dog. I've literally never thought about this movie as just Ghostbusters, but this is just shitty Ghostbusters. They stole a lot of the good parts of Ghostbusters and made it shitty. They were ter- shitty ghost All right, they return to prison. That's where they finally hear. We highly hear Bohemian Rhapsody. No, we hear it for like thirty seconds, and then the Joker just bursts in. Joker bursts in for some fucking reason. Movie's over. Post credit sequence is so fucking stupid because it's Ben Affleck back in the diner sequence, where in which she's they're trading information between Waller, and but he's trading for information. He already has. Because you look yeah, at the he dossier. already has the YouTube video versions of this. He got the USB in Batman vs Superman of the Flash and Aquaman. Like the the last thing I got as far as notes about this thing 
it really is juxtaposed at the very end when the credits start rolling and you see these bright colors flash by and everything and like that was the advertising for this movie was this like green and purple bright neon aesthetic and the actual movie was dark and gray as shit yeah dark and gray and boring yep so that's my biggest thing to take away is this was a lot more boring upon this well before we get to special categories how many intros of characters do you think there were i counted (sighs) was they cut out a bunch of characters i'm gonna say five uh i counted like i was a little liberal in my counting but i got like 13 because like Deadshot gets four separate intros. Yeah. Make sure people know Will Smith is in this movie. Right. De- Deadshot's got four. Harley Quinn's got three. Almost everyone else has got two. Except for Katana. She got one. <laughs> she got half. She got half. <laughs> oh, and Slipknot. Slipknot gets point two. This movie, movie's over, thankfully. All right. Let's get into our nominate our ca- our, our uh, categories. Yeah. yeah. Um, this, this, this where do you want to start? start. Uh, we'll start with best actor. All right. Who's, uh, give me some nominees. I got three nominees for you. I also have three. Who do you got? Will Smith. Agreed. Margot Robbie. Agreed. And Jai Cartney. Yeah. I got the only other one I also have Viola Davis, but I I having seen if you watch Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, she's incredible in it. And having just seen that the other day and watching this, she fucking phoned this in. That's <laughs> she, that is fair. That is she fair. phoned this I, in. Uh, that is she's, fair. Her Jai phone Courtney, is Jai Courtney was such a surprise. I fucking loved him. I do, because Jai Courtney was a like a walking butt plug in a lot of action movies before this. Where they're like, he's he's a tall white guy. Let's make him a star. And this one, when he gets to be just like a, a douchey Australian, which is what he apparently really is, he's good in it. Like, he's, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that's on Hollywood, not him. Who's your pick? I think I have to give it to Will Smith because he has the best lines, and I do feel like his creative team is probably what made the movie worse. But also, like, he's a star for a fucking reason. Like, he hasn't had he hasn't been in a good movie in fucking ages. Yes, but. He's not, he's good in this. He makes here's the thing, this movie is watchable. Oh yeah, it's it's like you can get through it. You know, like that's if you turn your brain off. Like the 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 hour of complaining we just did is because we kept thinking about it. If you don't think about it, the movie's much better. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna just give you a rundown of Will Smith's uh, career the last few years. Right, I guess I'll go in reverse order. So we did Bad Boys for Life last year, which got the honor of being the highest grossing film of last year because nothing else came out. There you go. <laughs> Gemini Man, which is horrendous. I've never seen it. I that might be a good one or two for us in the future. Aladdin, which is it was cheating because it's just Aladdin. Aladdin's a good right, movie. exactly. It's the same. And movie. They just stole it. Bright, which is horrible. Collateral Bo- Beauty, which is terrible. Oh God, I forgot about Collateral Beauty. Suicide Squad, which we just talked about, not good. <laughs> not, not great. <laughs> Concussion, where he gives one of the funniest performances I've ever seen in my entire life because he can't do an accent. Oh, oh, uh, Concussion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Focus, which is. An okay crime thriller. It's it's. I won't say it's terrible. Not even. I don't think I've heard of it. Uh, Winter's Tale, not good. After Earth, Men in Black Three, Seven Pounds, Hancock. To the best one, it's like the last good movie he made, probably I Am Legend. Yeah, or like Pursuit of Happiness. Pursuit of ha- I Am Legend came out after Pursuit of Happiness. That's why. I... Oh, did it really? I thought that was 08. I guess it was 06. Yeah, it was 06. Damn, that's a bad run. Bad run, and like he just doesn't like. He needs to. Like there's a chance, so he's making a movie about uh, Serena and Vanessa Williams' dad. Okay. Now that could be his comeback. That could be. Yeah, because like he's got charisma and he's got chops. You know, like if you ever seen him be Muhammad Ali, he's fucking incredible. Oh, he's, no, he's there's a reason why he's a movie star. Like he's right. he's, he's he's incredibly charismatic and charming. He's just, the, only, the only notable thing about him in the last few years is that meme of Jada Pinkett Smith talking to him oh, and talking God. about getting cheated. That was out. the that was his biggest L. Yeah, oh, such an L. Because your fucking wife had to talk about her affair, 
and then make you go on her shitty Facebook show. Will, divorce her ass. Okay, but he guess what? He gets the honor of getting the prize from us. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Let's go best, best scene. What's the best okay. scene? I, I didn't have much, to be honest with you. It was hard, but I, I think uh, I think I, I think I got a couple okay ones. The only one I got is the camp scene was kind of fun. All right, so I wrote down. Uh, I think <laughs> the camp scene one, uh, Deadshot and he's giving a man up to Diablo to start using his powers when they're during the second fight sequence is pretty good. All right, uh, fair enough. Like, yeah, you, you, you can be a man. You can be a man or not. He's like, what? Well, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoyed that. I thought that, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, Harley Quinn getting changed. <laughs> That's not- that's not me just being a bad person. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> but like, it's Marco Robbie in a, in a bra and panties. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's that's part of the camp scene for me. It, it is. I'm giving it its own separate uh, nomination. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote down the Flash cameo, which is the the best, the closest we've gotten to a cool Flash scene. I guess. I, yeah. I want, yeah. A good, I want a good Flash movie. Soon. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, we're going to do the camp scene, right? Like that's the, most, that's fine uh, for me. Yeah. The unironic, uh, <laughs> M&M drop is so funny. To me. It, it just, it's such whiplash. I, I had it written down of like, it's, you go from seven nation army immediately, immediately, immediately. to M&M. Yeah. It's like, to, no the, one's even thinking about it. Yeah. It, it really is. The, the editors just put the shit on shuffle. Worst act. I had two nominees. I got three. Cara Delevingne. As uh, Enchantress. she, uh, Enchantress. She's Enchantress. Fair enough. Fair enough. And Jared Leto. I had Jared Leto. I had Joel Kinnaman. I don't think. Here's the thing. Joel Kinnaman, most of his dialogue is ADR to explain the plot. So it's just really bad. I don't think that's his. I don't think it's his fault. I think that's genuinely some of the editors fucked him. I okay. This last one is my opinion, and I think I'm wrong, but I'm sticking with it. I think Ike Barinholtz had no idea what was going on in this movie. <laughs> See, I think Ike Barinholtz did. I, I don't think, think he did at all. I think he did. I think he ha- was having fun. I think, I think he, again, he was in a different movie. I think he was in the Ayer movie. Yeah, I guess so. So, whatever. Uh, it's, ob- it's obviously Jared it's, Leto. It's Jared Leto. He fucking yeah. sucks. Yeah, he, it's, it's, the worst, it's the worst Joker ever. And I'm including that really shitty voice actor from uh, Young Justice. Yeah. Yeah, because at least that's only like an episode of Young Justice. Right. But like, it's weird because so many great actors have gotten the chance to put their stamp on the Joker. Like, so many uh, great you ready to, you ready to see it again? That was the thing. That was the one with, saving grace is with, that this was a one and done, but now we no. have to see it a second time. With, no, we got to see it with uh, the Zack Snyder cut. Here's the thing. You know, we probably already saw all of it, but it's probably just that scene they showed in the trailer. Oh, to- it, that's definitely a hallucination. You realize the Batman vs. Superman is going to be like eight hours long of me complaining about it, right? <laughs> you think this was long? <laughs> okay, worst scene nominations. I have a lot. Honestly, I lost count. I got one. That like, there's more than this. The only one I'm gonna nominate, and I'm willing to go with another one too. The second boardroom scene, just because of the juxtaposition with the first boardroom scene that happens right before it, of like, why, wait, why is this happening? That's pretty funny. Okay, my nominees. We got the Joker hunka hunka scene. <laughs> That's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the final fight in general. Uh, the second boardroom scene of Enchantress breaking Incubus out. This is Katana. <laughs> She's got the souls of her enemies. I think just from a filmmaking perspective, I got to get it to This is Katana. I still got more nominees. I'm probably giving it to it, too. All right, go ahead. Uh, The Diablo versus Incubus CGI fight. I realize it's part of the final fight, but I wanted to give it its own shout out. Sure, yeah. Diablo's origin. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Harley Quinn's origin. The bar scene. Joker rescuing the Harley Quinn in the helicopter. And uh, the first uh, putty fight is what I'm going to call it. The first, like, just them posing and smoldering. 
Yeah, th- like this is well. That's the thing is you just named like seventy percent of. the I movie. named most of the movie, but all right. I think I think it has to be. This is Katana. This is Katana is so bad from a filmmaking perspective. This is, this is Katana because, again. The movie, she doesn't come into until the forty-seven minute mark. Yeah, like just randomly there. Just randomly, and she doesn't add anything to the movie. Nope. nope. I think she was only there because uh, she, was there the she was in a bunch of shots in the end of the movie. They had to keep. Theory got, Road, any, got any freak shows? Freak of the film. Uh, Captain Boomerang, because they mentioned he has a pink unicorn fetish. Yep, I, I wrote down Jai Courtney. I got that one. Killer Croc. Same. Uh, the the putty monster things, whatever. Okay. The, they're freakish. Uh, Joker being a cuck. Uh, and Common's fucking look. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I don't know. What do, what do you want to go with? I, I want to go with all of them. I kind of want to give it to Common. <laughs> because it's like, <laughs> why is Common in this movie? Because he's looking like Dennis Rodman when he comes in there. <laughs> That's exactly. He's looking like fucking Dennis Rodman. For no all right, cool. In this movie with literally the Joker, Killer Croc, and Jai Courtney who fucks a, a stuffed pink a unicorn. A stuffed pink unicorn. We're fucking, giving it to Common. We're giving it to Common. Common who at one point... Was going to be Green Lantern John Stewart. Maybe still. Who knows? Uh, it's too late for him at this point. I don't, it's I probably don't John David Washington at this point, if I had to take a guess. Oh, man. All right, dude. Got any trivia to take us out of here? There's so much is the problem because, like, there's, there's, there's so much. Because it's a superhero film, there's a lot. People always ask questions about it. So, number one, they revealed they all got tattoos of Squad, all the main yeah. actors. I do know this story. I do know this story. <laughs> well, you know. You know about the one Margot Robbie did, right? That's the one on uh, Rick Flag, I think. It's misspelled. Oh, yeah. It's S-K-W-A-D. Well, no. It, it's supposed to... Like, they're, they're all supposed to get S-K-W-A-D. They all had that. But she spelled it S-W-K-A-D. Oh, of course she, she did. He, ha- he has Swakad. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking so funny. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this was uh, planned to be a trilogy. It, it's, it's always planned to be a trilogy. Always, yeah. It's just classic movie making. Okay, so during the production, Jared Leto decided to become a method actor and do this. Yeah. During, during this the time, he tried so to tor- torment his fellow co-workers by sending them gifts. At one point, he sent Margot Robbie a dead rat, condoms, uh, just just being a dick. The Joker <laughs> wouldn't do that. The Joker, Joker has some class. That's what the Jared Leto Joker would do. <laughs> Which is why I think some people tried to make it canon that he wasn't Joker, that he was a different Joker. They've literally, like, at this point, the public and the 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 production team have kind of willed him out of existence. They know? really, they really had. They no one liked this guy. Did, all right, I forgot in the talking about this. Did I reveal the biggest thing? I thought I was going to save it for last. What? David Ayer wrote the script in six weeks. Six weeks. Six weeks. Yeah, before I can they tell. started, just just shit. He just shit this thing out. Yeah, for real. Uh, as we alluded to earlier, the movie was massively recut after the te- people wanted the more in line with the teaser trailer to Bohemian Rhapsody. So there is a different version called They Are Cut at the moment where apparently there's at least 15 minimum minutes of the Joker that we know about. We're going to see it at some point. I guarantee it. Um, definitely. Like, especially while they're still not able to film stuff all the time and it's just sitting on a shelf somewhere probably. Yep. They probably just need to finish some of the CGI, but like a lot of it made the final cut. So, yeah. Uh, but, 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 but there, oh, at one point the building is the Ostrander building. That's the creator of the Suicide Squad, John Ostrander. Oh, other nominees for Amanda Waller before Viola Davis got it. Kerry Washington. Okay. Octavius, Octavia Spencer. Yep. That yeah, would make sense. sense. Would you like to take a guess who the third other choice was? Oprah. Yes, it fucking was. Oh, Oprah. I knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> oh, shit. I was, I was like, what if I was a, like, 
if I was a goddamn studio executive, I'm like powerful black with oprah it kind of would work though like let's be real it would work i i i can't see it i love oprah to death but like i can't see so it. before director was hired the the uh uh joel silver one of the executive producers on this had a short list of whose idea for deadshot this was all the actors he he wrote down he wanted to play to be the lead to, to start this off this there's a mm-hmm. lot leonardo dicaprio brad pitt matthew mcconaughey johnny depp colin farrell keanu reeves oscar isaac jason statham idris elba matt damon joseph gordon levitt alexander skarsgård ewan mcgregor robert pattinson michael fassbender joel kinnaman and john ham were considered for dead shot i i remember all of those articles also for the joker yes they basically were just like they're all popular let's 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 get them like the here's the thing the fucked up part is this the concept of the film and how they approached it was just trying to capitalize on the Guardians thing, and it worked. It did because it moved. The movie made money. It made a that's, lot of money. That's the worst part. Is it fucking worked? Uh, the one other no- choice besides Ryan Gosling for the Joker is Charlton Copley. I, uh, yeah, I know Charlton Copley. He's uh, he's from District Nine. Is his biggest. Yes, thing. he's from District Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have been good. I think actually. He could sure. Be yeah. Interesting Joker. Uh, that's another another trivia thing that I realized as I was watching the movie because I don't know why I know these things. Spirit in the Sky by norman greenbaum is also in guardians of the galaxy yes yeah you didn't you didn't even try what the fuck guys better using that okay oh and jada pinkett smith stars in the television show gotham (laughs) wait what (laughs) wait what will smith's wife jada pinkett smith is in the television show gotham is that trivia that's trivia according to imdb okay she's the worst part of the show that's about all we got on suicide squad except there's a second suicide squad coming yeah, and there's no trailer yet, but it's already better. Well, well, it's made by James Gunn, the creator of Guardians of the Galaxy, because, Mar- because Disney made the super decision to fire James Gunn, and he had a year free of making Guardians three. And they're like, please, please, please make something for us. He already knows how to make a better fucking movie. Because, I, I bet it'll actually be quite fun because he made the decision of the best part of the Suicide Squad is watching a bunch of D-list villains get killed in comedic and sometimes horrific ways. But all at the same time having a cool action sequences. So in this one, I just want to list off who the cast is in this. Okay. So we got Margot Robbie returning as Harley Quinn. Yep. She's the only one with definitive plot armor. I'm just going to put that out there right is, now. Is, is Will Smith coming back? No, he is not. Really? He, yes. Uh, Will Smith, I, I don't know. Oh, Joel damn. Kinnaman is back as Rick Flag, And okay. Jai Corney's back as Boomerang. All right. They've all, they're all safe. And Viola Davis is back as Amanda Waller. Also safe. But there was originally they cast Idris Elba, and most people thought he was just going to take over as Deadshot, but instead he'll be playing Bloodsport, another character. So we got Alice Braga as Soul Soria. Never heard of it. Uh, Nathan Fillion as Arm Fall Off Man. I can't wait to watch him die over and over again. <laughs> Pete Davidson as Blackguard. Oh. oh. The, movie, the, the movie for me is watching Pete Davidson being killed horrifically. <laughs> Uh, fun, fact, John Cena. Uh, fun fact, Pete Davidson and I are the exact same age. Okay. <laughs> John Cena as Peacemaker, who they J- James Gunn said he was the most funny he worked with any actor is John Cena, to the point that during quarantine he wrote a television show for John Cena's Peacemaker character because he had the, he just enjoyed it. Yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. So John <laughs> Cena might get the big, big, big bump to be a megastar actor after this. He's actually super duper talented. Michael Rooker is playing Savant, who will definitely be murdered because James Gunn. <laughs> That's Michael Rooker. Michael James Gunn loves killing Michael Rooker. He's killed him seven times in his movies. Amazing. So great. Uh, David Dashelman as Polka Dot Man. Okay. I've heard of Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man's an old, shitty Batman villain. Can't wait. Uh, Sean Gunn as Weasel. Peter Capaldi as The Thinker. Flula Borg as The Javelin. 
That's going to be hilarious. Oh my, I love Flulaborg. <laughs> yeah, he's he's so funny. Steve Agee as King Shark, Danielle um, Melchior as Ratcatcher 2, and Maris, uh, Marisol Correa as Soldado. So this is what happens when, even just from the cast, this is what happens when David Ayer's not in charge. <laughs> yes, and they also just gave full credits to an actually really creative and fun, charming guy. The same thing happened with Zack Snyder. It's like, they're just like, okay, you can make another one, but it's got to be more fun. They're like, okay. And then they come back and it's like, oh, it's even more dark and depressing than the last one. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> The fuck are you doing? But that's. Ugh. But I'm looking forward to that version. But now, Kevin, what are we gonna look forward to next? Well, is this a four? I think so because it's still watchable. I agree. It's I it's agree. not. It's a watchable bad movie. So I think as a four, it it'll it maintains itself. I agree entirely. I think it is a four. Um, it's it is a bad movie only because of the script. The script and the editing are just all over the place. There's a, is there a good movie in here? I don't think there is. No, but, but there's, there's a better a, one. There's a mo. Yeah, there's a, there's a five or a six in here. There's a five or a six in here for sure. Yeah, because the actors they 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 nailed it with the actors. They really did. Yep, the casting is good. Yeah, except Jared Leto, get get him out of there. Except Jared Leto again. If we could get if Ryan Gosling, I'd be way more interested if it was Ryan Gosling or that would be weird. But why not Charles Copley or any fucking Joaquin Phoenix? All right. Well, first thing we got to do, you got to replace our four. I don't have a six-sided die. All right, I'll do that one. I'll I'll do that one. So you can replace the four. I'm just rolling for the next movie we watch. Yeah, because you don't trust me anymore, apparently. I don't trust. We're going to alternate on and off. Don't don't, don't you beef this roll. Oh, wait, hold on. I should read off the fours before we get the roll. Go ahead. Go for it. So there's The Huntsman, Winter's War. Yep, the sequel. We've never seen the first one. We've never seen the first one. Dolph Lundgren's The Punisher, Reign of Fire, Ava, Doom, Pixels. Out of these six, I I want Reign of Fire. fire. I want Reign of Fire, I think I want Doom. (laughs) All right, cool. All right, three or five, baby. Let's do a three or five. That is a two. It's Dolph Lundgren's The Punisher. Dolph Lundgren's The Punisher. Oy, oy I'll, I'll take care of it. I got okay, it. Okay, yeah, you got it. And you you show me this roll, sir. I'm going to do a practice roll. Real- no, 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 no. No practice rolls. All right, no practice rolls. Okay, okay. Oh. You, don't get to, you don't get to beef a roll and then get rid of it. Okay, you ready? Rolling, baby. What do we got? Fuck. Oh, oh. That's a six. It is a six. All right, what do we got? It's Hitch. Hitch. Okay, back to back. That's Will Smith. Hey, Will Smith, baby. And yet, we yet s- another movie where they'll definitely say the name. What are we, some sort of Hitch or something? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can handle Hitch. That sounds like fun. Yeah, I got that, that on that's Amazon a fun Prime. One. Also, yeah, we're keeping up the diversity of the films we're watching. Yeah, no, back to rom com. But I, this is this is my favorite rom com. Yeah, it is. I'm looking forward to this. It's a fun 2005. Will Smith, Ava Mendez, and Kevin James. That could never be made today because there's a lot of problematic people with it. Oh, yeah. Wait, who's problematic? Yep. yep. No, the concept, I mean. Oh, eh, I don't know if it's that. Co- there's a lot of people who say that. I disagree. I don't think it's that bad because he does learn a lesson by the end of it, you know? Yeah. Also, like, I remember, if I remember correctly, it's just him building up guys' confidence to ask out women, yes. right? Like, it, it, yes. On paper, that- the movie sounds way more problematic than it actually is. But need to rewatch it to make sure that's true. So, yeah, we, good we job. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't, beef it. you didn't beef it. I did not beef it. I feel pretty good about it. That's my first roll. That wasn't that you know, it wasn't like, you know, grade A prime steak, but we got a full we got a we got a, like a what, like a chuck steak out of that. Chuck steak, yeah. All right, so let's just read off the current top ten now that we have it. We got No Country for the Old Man at ten, Skyfall at nine, Drive at eight, Conair at seven, we're doing hitch at six, Frank five, Dolph Lundgren's the Punisher at four. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 on 3, 
Cats is two. One is Catwoman. Lots of lots of cats. A lot of cat stuff. All right, man. All right, everybody. Guys, tune again next week. Uh, follow me at Big Bear Six Three on Instagram. Follow Knowledge Daddies on YouTube. My fun hit YouTube web series comedy show. Stop following me. I'll call the police. And don't follow Kevin. Don't follow me. I don't Other want that. that. <laughs> Bye. Bye.